have your Bibles, would you turn with me to Jeremiah 29, chapter 29. This actually isn't where my sermon's coming from, but we're going to start here and then we'll wind up wherever we wind up. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of good and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Uh, the Amplified said, plans for peace, for well-being, not for disaster. The complete Jewish Bible says, not for bad things, so that you can have hope in the future. And I like how Eugene Peterson in the Message Bible puts it. He said, plans to take care of you, not abandon you. Plans to give you a future, uh, give you the future you hope for. Now, in Jeremiah 29, 11, the writer here is, is, paints a wonderful picture of God's uh, love and his mercy uh, for his people, the Jews. But he also gives a shadow of what Christ's forthcoming death and resurrection means for the whole world or for whole mankind. A future that in spite of man's rebellion and idolatry and deception. And, and understand something. God's able to accomplish his plans for you. For the church. In spite of and on behalf. Uh, in spite of governments. Evil people. Um, God is able to do that. He's got the ability. But most people. And, and especially many Christians really don't believe that God takes the time or has the time to think about their future, much less to spend time with them. He really doesn't. And yet, in, in uh, Isaiah 49 and 16, it says, Indeed, I have scribed a picture of you in the palms of my hand. Do you believe that? God literally says, I've inscribed a picture of you in the palm of my hand. And the Message Bible says it this way. Can a mother forget the infant at her breast or walk away from the baby she bore? But even if a mother forgets, I'll never forget you. Never. Look, I've written your names on the back of my hands. And the psalmist talking about God, he said, Lord, your thoughts towards me are so many, I couldn't count them. And in Psalm 139, 17 says, Lord, how precious it is, Lord, to realize that you're thinking about me constantly. I can't even count how many times a day your thoughts turn to me. And when I wake in the morning, you're still thinking of me. Now, I don't know about you, but you want to know the truth? That's, that's tough stuff. That's tough stuff. To think of that the creator of heaven and earth has you on his mind. He cares. And God is not only thinking about you, but he has plans for you. Plans of good and, and, and not of evil. And I won't, 
I, I won't get into quoting John 10:10, 10, 10, where Jesus said, "You know, I come that you might have life more abundantly," or James 1:16, "Only good and perfect gift come from above," or Matthew chapter 7. I won't quote these where God said, "Hey, if you being parents know how to give your children good things, how much more does your Father know to give you stuff?" But let me say this: the next time something evil, some calamity, uh, things aren't going very right with you. Knowing that God is thinking of you and cares about you, stop for a minute, take some time, and go to God and say, God, why? What's, what's, what's happening here? You know what? He would love, he would love to, I mean, he said, I want to give you a future and a hope. A future, a time yet to come. Everyone has a past. We access that through our memory bank. We live in the present through our five senses, but every one of us has a future. Every one of us. Now, that's what I want to talk about this morning. Let's go to Psalm 139. If God said he's going to give us a future and a hope, let's go to Psalm 139. I'm going to start in verse 13. For you formed me in my inner parts. You wove me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame, my bones were not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. You saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your book they were written, and the days were fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. How precious also are your thoughts towards me, O Lord, how great is the sum of them. Now, let's go back up here to, um, let's go back up here to verse 16. Your eyes saw my substance yet unformed. This is a language that's uh, used to denote clay as it's sitting on the potter's wheel before he's, failed, um, before he's formed it. Or unformed is talking about like a skein of thread before it's ever been woven into something. And notice this, it says that your days were fashioned for me. Now a lot of people take that to mean predestination, but that's not the case. See, you need to understand something. God, there's three wills being done in the earth. Three wills that are, are, are in force in the earth. There's the will of God. God has a plan for your life. And let me tell you about this uh, plan. If let's say I were to take Mar, and Mar wanted to go to visit a friend of hers in Washington, D.C., and I were to buy her a ticket to D.C., can't take your husband. He just misbehaves. So we're just going to let you go. And, uh, and so she were to fly from here to Billings, from Billings to Denver, from Denver to Chicago, from Chicago to D.C. Well, according to the ticket in her hand and according to her husband's will, she's predestined to go to Washington, D.C. But at any time along the way, she can stop and get off and decide she's not going to go. Life is the same way. 
God has a plan for your life. But God has, and He's given you abilities in you. When you were born, you were given abilities in you. And Romans tells us that those gifts and callings, those abilities, will never be withdrawn. You might misuse them. I did for years. You might misuse them. You might not use them. Okay? But He never takes them away. He never does. You might use them incorrectly. So there's God's will for you. And then there's Satan's will for you. And then there's the will you want for yourself. And so you're not predestined. Okay? We have the option to reject those plans of God or to misuse them. But we decide whether you believe it or not. We decide what we want in life. Now, we can't decide everything that comes our way, but we can decide how we're going to interact with that. The English poet, uh, William Shakespeare, said this, It is not in the stars to hold our destiny. It's in ourselves. It's in ourselves. And Ralph Waldo Emerson, that American poet, said this, The only person you are destined to become is the person you decide to be. See, they've excluded God. Okay? And we can't, we can't prevent all the circumstances in the world coming our way. But we can decide how we want to come out of them. And in Psalm 139, it states this, verse 16, Your eyes saw my substance being yet un unformed as, and in your book. The days were fashioned for me when yet there was none of them. Now, I see in the Bible four types of futures for mankind. Four types. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. I want to talk about the four futures that are laid out for mankind. The first one is, and in each case, there is actually uh, Bible examples of that. The first one comes from John 10.10. 10. Now, are y'all still here? Yes. Okay, all right. I just, you got kind of quiet on me. I'm just wondering. Maybe you're afraid if you say something, I'll come and get you, huh? <laughs> Let's go to John 10.10. 10. John 10.10 10 says, The thief does not come but to steal, kill, and destroy. One translation says, except. The Greek says it this way. And I'm going to read the words in the Greek. The thief comes with the intent to plunder. The word steal in the Greek is klepto. That's where we get our kleptomaniac. The word in the Greek for kill is to slaughter for any purpose or to slay. And the word destroy comes from two Greek words. And it really simply means to destroy completely. And so, you first of all, you have the devil's plan for you. He simply... See, you need to understand something. And maybe I'll teach on this sometime. The devil, and I know you all know this, the devil used to be one of the highest angels in heaven. The Bible tells us that. His name was Lucifer. He had pipes built into him. He made wonderful music. And one day... He said, I'm going to be higher than God. 
I'm going to be higher than God. I'm going to promote myself. And God said, Iniquity, 